Grocery workers are suddenly on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic as fearful Americans stock up on their everyday needs. More than a week after California Governor Gavin Newsom issued a stay-at-home order, grocery stores have now set new policies to protect their workers from getting the virus, and tricking us into being a little less panicked while shopping. Today is Friday, March 27th. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your Coronavirus Update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Brittany Myling here on the business team at the Union-Tribune. And things have been changing rapidly when it comes to grocery workers in San Diego and across the United States in the midst of this pandemic. I guess let's start with what are the small changes that they're making in order to keep the workers safe? Um, They have been doing quite a few things. It seems like every day when you go into a grocery store, there's something a little bit new. In the beginning, it was just they would put up hand sanitizing stations and they would be cleaning regularly. And maybe you might see a worker wearing gloves. But lately, um, they've been throttling how many people can come in the store. Mm -hmm. So you'll see lines outside the front and they'll only let in, you know, about 30 people at a time at at many stores. Then you also see, like, once you get inside, there's tape on the floor, um, kind of signaling to people how far apart you're supposed to stand. So if you're waiting in line to check out, there'll be, you know, six feet (laughs) tape lines to make sure everyone's keeping their distance. And the latest thing, the thing that kind of... um, was most interesting to us today is that kind of all of the sudden, it seems like every supermarket in San Diego is putting up uh, uh, sneeze guards in front of their uh, cashier checkout station. So these are these big um, plexiglass guards to, to shield their uh, workers. Yeah, it's certainly, I'm not sure if surprising is the right word anymore, but just how much things have changed in a period of weeks as we're fighting this virus so uh, I guess looking back at how quickly these changes have been made, are you seeing this mostly with smaller independent grocery stores or is it across the board? What are the different approaches based on kind of the size of the company? It is, it is at both. I've seen um, very large chains like Walmart, uh, Kroger, Vons, Albertsons be putting the, the plexiglass in and, and doing all of the things I just mentioned. Um, and then I've also seen the small grocery chains like Jimbo's here in town and Barron's Market. Um, I have heard that it you you see some retailers, this didn't actually make it into my story, but um, like 99 cent store retailers or like smart and final type grocery stores that have not been implementing this. I heard this from a union uh, president that represents grocery workers. He said he was worried about some of these um, supermarkets that don't have unions representing them and there's not a lot of people fighting for those worker protections. And so, you know, he kind of pointed out these are often in neighborhoods as well that are like underserved and and he'd like to see a little bit more protections rolled out there too. Yeah, that also brings up a good point. Uh, What has labor been doing to kind of keep workers safe? Because this is an obvious, you know, chance for unions to step in and demand more you know, protections for their workers as they literally are on the front lines of this disease. Yeah, they've been negotiating quite a few things, and they are in touch with the the city health department to try and figure out what exactly are the best measures. And it was largely the union that kind of pushed things like these uh, plexiglass uh, guards. They're also trying to advocate that workers, like on behalf of workers, that they would get breaks like every 20, 30 minutes just to go wash their hands. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've heard that the hand sanitizer is good, but it's actually better to wash with soap and water. And so they're trying to get workers to have things like gloves if they want, even masks if they want to wear them. It makes them uh, feel more comfortable if you're working with the public. 
um, and having, you know, the, the cleaning materials that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just imagine the amount of services that someone stocking touches. So it makes sense to do yeah. everything you can to reduce any chances of transmission because grocery store is kind of a danger zone if you think about it. Yes, especially um, lately. Uh, I talked to a group of workers. They were actually all on a break, and so they kind of talked to me as a group. And it sounds like um, a lot of customers are not really respecting the workers' personal space, Mm -hmm. which has been something that's hard for them. Um, They've had uh, people who are shopping reach over them as they're stocking shelves and kind of definitely get in within a one for the space of them. I even heard a story from a worker who works at Ralph about a woman getting infuriated and throwing her grocery bag over the counter. It was like a personal grocery bag at one of the workers' faces. And it came, of course, behind the counter and and upset everyone there, too. So I think there's a lot of um, tension among shoppers. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of I think the workers are kind of suffering the brunt of that. Yeah, it seems like that panic that really started about two weeks ago hasn't really fully gone away. I mean, it's difficult to hoard. It's harder than it used to be, but people are still acting not polite in these spaces. Yeah, you, you know, I did find several people I talked to, especially the people who are like managing or they own the stores, saying things have gotten better in that they, because they're throttling how many people can come in, they're, they're able to keep things in stock. And now if you go to the grocery store, you're probably going to see a lot more full shelves than you did just a couple days ago. Um, and I, I was in a grocery store line recently. I didn't identify myself, so I didn't get to quote him for the mm-hmm. story. But I had asked him, you know, how are things for you guys? Are you feeling any better about the traffic that you're getting? And he said it has been a huge difference to throttle how many people are in the store because when people see other customers panicking, they panic. Mm-hmm. You see someone's cart piled with toilet paper and you think, I need to hoard up on toilet paper. So I thought it was kind of interesting that just, you know, not – letting everyone crowd in could make such a difference. So there's been a variety of different new rules that have been put into place by different levels of government. How is that affecting those that run these stores? I imagine it's harder for a smaller one to adapt than a big one. Yes. I was talking to one of the executives of the Barron's Market, and she told me that the last two weeks have felt like 56 years to her because it's like they're having to respond. Everything is really reactionary. They're having to respond every day to put in new rules into place and they're kind of getting she called it they're playing a game of Mm whack-a-mole so being like as soon as they put out one fire there's something else that they have to tackle and a part of that has been you know in the the beginning it was supply chain issues right they're like they can't get their stuff fast enough on the shelves and now they're starting to you know solve that problem luckily local supermarkets have a little bit easier time with this than the bigger chains. Mm -hmm. they often work with local suppliers they also they have some more flexibility if they decide, hey, I need to have more pinto beans in stock. They don't have to go get an okay from corporate to change their or, you know, their ordering schedules. So you might find if you were shopping around that those local supermarkets are a little bit better stocked than the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of a, it's been a pretty difficult time, not just for the grocery workers, but for the managers and the owners of the stores themselves. Yeah, and also, is this across the board between, like, high-end grocery stores and, like, you know, those that have deep discounts? Or is it just kind of everyone's panicking, everyone's buying as much as they possibly can? In my experience, it has been across the board in terms mm-hmm. of everyone I've talked to. But also, the neighborhood that I live in has one of those, you know, all-natural markets. They normally only carry, like, high-end products. And in the beginning, they seemed fairly unaffected by all this. 
But as time went on, they got completely wiped out. It's the Steely Farms in Kensington. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, you know, just today I noticed they put up the plexiglass too, and they have the lines on the floor too, to keeping people, you know, the certain distance away. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that this is happening everywhere. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, if this were normal times, if you saw, you know, some products marked up, you might not buy it. But in, in these situations, people want to get that thing and then to get that thing if they had money to get it, it seems like. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And now that we've kind of been in pandemic mode for two weeks-ish, I suppose, in San Diego, how is the supply chain now? Are things going to be getting a little bit back to normal? That's what we're hearing. Like the people who, you know, not just work at the grocery stores, but they're actually the suppliers. They have repeatedly told us, reporters who've been calling them, mm-hmm. we have plenty of food. We have plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> the problem isn't in the supply chain. It's just in the demand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is why the throttling um, measures taken at stores has really helped in the last week or so is by limiting customers. You can only have, you know, a couple things of toilet paper when you come in they're able to to keep things in stock. So I do think that if you get out shopping this weekend, you'll see uh, better stocked shelves than, than last weekend. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed anyway. Yeah, and it's uh, saddening to hear what these workers are going through, but hopefully you know, by this weekend, people will be a little bit more civil when it comes to doing what they need to do. Hope so. That was kind of the, me- the message from the workers as they were kind of putting out a plea to the public to just be kind to the workers and, and respect you know, what they're having to go through right now, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Brittany Myling, thank you so much and stay safe. Thank you. Now your coronavirus update. San Diego County announced three more deaths Friday, bringing the death count to six. Among the dead is the youngest victim, a 25-year-old. The young man was a pharmacy technician who had no underlying health conditions. He died at a La Quinta residence where he was staying. The autopsy confirmed his diagnosis. President Donald Trump signed a $2 trillion economic relief package aimed at preventing an economic depression during the pandemic. Along with providing a one-time direct payment of up to $1,200 for most American adults, the bill includes $500 billion in loans to struggling businesses, $377 billion in loans and grants for small businesses, $150 billion for local, state, and tribal governments facing a drop in revenue, and $130 billion for hospitals dealing with an onslaught of patients. The package also backs foreclosures and evictions during the crisis on properties where the federal government backs the mortgage, pauses federal student loan payments for six months and waives the interest, gives states millions of dollars to begin planning for the November election by offering mail and early voting, and provides more than $25 billion for food assistance programs. California has halted evictions for two months, but rent is not frozen. San Diego Police Chief David Neslite urged San Diegans to follow the new rules as we enter the weekend. City parks, beaches, and trails remain closed. The police department can rely on state and local laws to enforce the orders in place. Violators are subject to jail time or face a fine of up to $1,000. A nurse at Las Colinas Women's Jail tested positive for the virus. The Sheriff's Department, which runs the county jails, said that it has identified all inmates and staff who might have come into contact with the nurse. An emergency fund to help vulnerable San Diegans during the pandemic has swelled to more than $6.5 million. 
The San Diego Foundation is managing the San Diego COVID-19 Community Response Fund and gave out several grants. California has received approval to suspend standardized testing this year. Legoland and Disneyland extended their closures today. Legoland California said its attractions would remain closed until at least April 15th. Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort will remain closed indefinitely. Also, SeaWorld furloughed 90% of its workforce. The San Diego Opera has rescheduled most of its season. Three more San Diego lifeguards have tested positive for COVID-19, bringing the total affected to four. Sergeant Ed Harris said that three of the infected lifeguards patrol beaches, and the fourth had been in training with 14 other lifeguards. A San Diego firefighter also tested positive for the disease. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read all of our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want it, if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.